Welcome to the USPSA podcast. We'll be discussing USPSA, Steel Challenge, and Multigun. We'll be going behind the scenes to talk to area directors about USPSA board procedures and policies, what's in the minutes from the board meetings, and the discussions behind them. The current USPSA bylaws and the minutes can be found at uspsa.org slash bod underscore minutes and uspsa.org slash bylaws. Additional information about USPSA, Steel Challenge, the rules, how to join, announcements, and where to find clubs can also be found at uspsa.org and scsa.org and on mobile apps available from app stores. Welcome to the first USPSA podcast. This is Jake Martins, Director of Media and Events, and join me tonight are a few of the area directors. We want to kick this podcast off and bring on some of the area directors to talk about their roles and the processes and procedures behind the bylaws. I have with, with me, joining me tonight is Bruce Gary from Area 1, Leighton Uthisen from Area 2, we have Ted Murphy from Area 8 and Sherwin Greenfield, who is the current USPSA president. Thank you guys for joining me. Wanted to uh, want to go and talk about the broader role of the area directors, kind of what is behind um, your role on the board and the processes and procedures behind the bylaws. So let's go and uh, start with what is the role of an area director? I'll start. I think the area director is actually three or four different jobs. It it starts with being the representative of the members and being accessible to them if they have questions or problems or concerns or ideas. Uh, it's also uh, a liaison with the clubs and section coordinators in the area to make sure that they have what they need to run the matches and uh, grow USPSA activity in, on the ground where they are, which I think is arguably the most important part of the job. And then the third part is member of the board of directors to provide some strategy and oversight to the overall operation of USPSA and uh, and ultimately to make sure that we're building a USPSA that will be around for years. So over the last couple of months, um, we have been meeting more often and talking about uh, the structure of the organization and the processes and procedures behind that. Um, Sherwin, Let's talk a little bit about the uh, the meetings and stuff that you have set forth going right before nationals. We're meeting once a week and the kind of structure behind that and what we're working on. Well, we're working on reviewing the complete bylaws. The bylaws were written uh, when we were probably a thousand members strong and we were incorporated in the state of Delaware, which is the most popular state because of their regulations for nonprofits. So now that the organization has grown to almost 35,000 members, it requires a deep look at the bylaws. Uh, we need to look at the structure of the organization and, you know, review it from a legal standpoint, as well as what is best for the organization and how can we, assure that USPSA will be around for the next 30, 40, 50 years. So part of that is in this period where we, where I'm acting president before we do a special election, 
we're looking at the structure because the position of president is being looked at. So we need to solidify that position before we start a special election. So all of our members and anybody interested in running for president knows exactly what that position is. So since the bylaws are very detailed, uh, we decided to break it down into four groups and we have four committees studying different sections of the bylaws. Uh, one committee is taking uh, Article 7, which deals with corporate structure. Uh, another is taking Article 6, which deals with the election process. Uh, again, the age of the bylaws, uh, there was no electronic communications at the time the bylaws were written. So we addressed a few of those things here and there in elections, but it is still much outdated. Another committee took on the structure of the board and then the final committee took on all the miscellaneous articles not covered under the uh, first three committees. So on the committees, uh, Leighton, you're sitting on the committee that's reviewing Article 5, which is kind of the structure of the area director of the board and how it's set up. That's correct. So what we wanted to do with uh, Article 5 is kind of bring it into the modern era. Um, and as Sherwin had mentioned, there were a number of things that were kind of uh, still around from the old days with area directors, how long their terms were and so forth. And then there were a number of issues where the terms didn't actually match up with when the next election was going to be. Um, so we took a look at all of that. Uh, there weren't that many changes. Probably the more significant change would have been the terms, as I mentioned, and uh, some of the... Um, uh, the election issues um, area in the in the section five. We also looked at uh, rules of order. Um, we looked at you know what Robert's rules are and, and executive sessions. Um, we want to try and be more transparent in the future and try and put out minutes that are more detailed. So we've discussed uh, recording our minutes uh, in a more detailed way, uh, possibly even having a script of them and putting that out. Um, and uh, uh, yep, yeah, that's about it. In some of the meetings that we've had, um, Ted, your group has taken over uh, the section on the election process. Yeah, I'm on the section six, which is election of the president and board of directors. So in that, um, some of the things that have been put out there in the minutes, uh, there's been some questions around some of the stipulations that are put in there. Um, and we were all on that call. That was a, kind of the last board meeting. If you guys want to talk about some of the stipulations that, that are being discussed that are actually not voted on, I want to make a, a good point about right now everything is being discussed. And it's not when they read the minutes, those are not the finals of what is going to be in the bylaws. Yeah, um, we've taken a uh, look at a bunch of things. One of the stuff we looked at is this the stuff uh, in this day and age, we don't want to have the word he on everything. We're trying to make it uh, for everyone. Uh, the other thing is we're looking at whether or not the right now you can be a, a life member only after you get elected. We want them to be a, what we're discussing is having them be a life member before they run. Uh, we're talking a little bit about el who's eligible to run and other stuff um, and uh, the amount of time in the office, uh, what time they have to be a member. 
before they can run and stuff like uh, whether or not they should be eligible if they've been subject to any discipline or, or removal from office, things like that. And some of the stuff, uh, like you said, when we have gone through and talked about this, some has been in an executive session and some comes out as a consensus. So let's talk a little bit about executive session and what goes on in executive session, because um, I think it's a little confusing for the members when they see that in the minutes. So executive session is used in most cases to discuss something that is of a confidential or, or private nature. So it could be the payroll or salaries of executives or of any of the staff. It could be something like bonuses. It could be also discussing any kind of action that is being taken uh, against a member uh, that we don't necessarily want to make public until we've had a chance to take a look at all the things. It's not a secret society like a lot of people imply. It's it's simply a uh, discussion amongst all of us where we can say what we feel, where we can look at all the facts, we can look at all the different issues without it necessarily being put out into public. I like to look at it as being something like if you, if a club president had to meet with uh, one of the members and discussing uh, and discuss something on the range, that they would do it in a sort of like, let's take you aside and have a chat about it, and then we'll put out the public message after that. It could also be something of a legal threat to the organization or a contract that is being written with a particular range to host a, a match or to, to finance a match that we don't initially want made public until such stages everything has been put in place and things like that. So when we come out of executive session, um, sometimes there's a consensus and then sometimes there's a vote and a motion made. Let's talk about the difference between those two things. So there's many times that we'll discuss something in the session that we kind of get to consensus at the end, but in executive session, you cannot take a vote. So the uh, discussions are held in executive session, we'll come out of exec executive session, take a vote, and then that vote will be recorded. Um, there's, you know, so occasionally people will comment and see on the minutes that everybody voted one way or everybody voted another way. That doesn't necessarily mean that everybody was in total agreement. It means that we talked about it and, and came to a consensus. And then that is what we decided to put out there. And I'd add, there's been a lot of consensus on the minutes lately. And, and what that really is, it's just a temperature check to see if we're all headed the same direction. And if we're all, uh, generally speaking, in agreement with the way things are unfolding, it, a consensus is just a way of checking to see if we have objections or roadblocks. Uh, when we get to the point where we're ready for a vote, we'll take a vote and votes are always on the record in open session. And from my experience, uh, sitting in on some of the, the meetings, normally, after a discussion goes around and everybody has their conversation around it and puts their input, then that's normally where the consensus is done. And then a motion is taken where when one area direction does the motion, then it's seconded. And then there's normally a vote or a roll call vote. And that's what's on record. I, I think sometimes um, having the discussion around how we came about is, is what, members are looking for and that's the idea behind the podcast is let's talk about what's in the minutes um over the last couple of uh meetings there's been a few things that uh with regards to the structure of the organization and moving forward so who wants to tackle what we're kind of looking at before we do the special election what i'm looking at is is we're trying to decide the roles of 
the president and other employees of the organization. Uh, at one time, we had a, a, a wall between the person who managed the sport and the person who managed the business of USPSA. And at, at, over the years, that is blurred. And I think that what we're working on now is trying to put a professional person who's an employee of the organization to manage this, the business of the sport and have an elected president that actually manages the sporting end of it. Someone who'll deal with uh, driving the meetings, driving the mission of the organization, looking towards the future while a professional person actually makes sure the accounts are balanced and that we have the financial resources to accomplish what the president wants. So as, uh, as we have the meeting set up for the rest of the year, the timeline that we have in place, um, what is the goal that we have as far as getting the bylaws and the structure in place? Sherwin, would you like to kind of tackle that one? Uh, yes. The, the goal would be to get a draft out as soon as possible uh, so that everybody can see what that is and all the members understand what the position would be. Uh, at the same time, then we would uh, put that out for legal opinion. And hopefully we have enough room that uh, we can have a vote on the bylaws in January at our in-person meeting. All right. So now that we have the committees formed, we are meeting once a week. Sherwin, what is the reason behind meeting once a week? We, we are trying to do two things. We're trying to make sure that we go through this properly and we get it done right and complete. And at the same time, get it done as fast as possible without any delays so that we can uh, get the information to, the, to the, our members and make sure we have everything correct. And then once we can... Uh, complete the bylaws and pass the bylaws, then we can get our special election started. If we're able to do that by our meeting in January, our in-person meeting, then we will be able to set the timeline for the time clock to start the election as well. Um, and one of the things that uh, I know that you guys have discussed is making sure that the draft of the proposed bylaws is put out for membership review ahead of the in-person meeting in January. So that kind of speeds up that process of making sure that everything is is done and that the membership can see it. And, and the plan is to have that out how far in advance? Our goal would be at least 30 days in advance of the in-person meeting. If, if we get it uh, done before that, um, maybe we'd have a vote before our in-person meeting. But the goal is to have it done for sure by then so that we can have 30 days at least for everybody to look at it, to have it reviewed, have everybody be able to go through everything, make sure we haven't made any omissions, and then be ready for that in-person vote and then set the timeline for the election as soon as we have that vote done. And the goal behind that is, is that anybody that has already asked for a petition or is planning on asking for a petition knows exactly what the, the job is that they're going to be running for. 
Correct. We want as many details as we can out there so that nobody has any surprises. Uh, nobody is expecting something that isn't going to happen. And then part of the process after that, um, that Ted's group has taken on is the actual timeline of what the special election will be. But not only that, there's also the standard area election that happens in 2022 as well. Yes, we're working on the timeline. We have some uh, stuff we're going to draft for the board to look at. And the idea of the timeline as we're writing it is it'll apply to both special elections and the normal elections. And the, the idea is, is using the technology we have, like the downrange email and our online sources, we're going to be able to speed up the election so we don't have to rely on the print magazine anymore. It'll it'll shorten the window for the length of time that uh, petitions have to be out and back in and then... Um, how the process for the questions and answers and the bios for the people that are running for the positions. On um, the next step of the, the bylaw process that you guys are going over and looking at, uh, what's the best way for our membership to stay engaged with that with you guys? How do you want to hear from them? How would you like to communicate with them? Um, I think what happens is, is the minutes get released, um, and obviously they're not as detailed as people would like for them to be. They're probably not as detailed as we'd like for them to be. So what's the best way for them to stay in communication with you guys? Phone, email, at a range, Pony Express, Telegram, Morse code, you name it. We'll respond to anything. I think uh, here just recently, uh, myself, Sherwin, and Leighton were at Area 2, and you guys had a lot of interaction with membership while you were there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we had, I think, just under 500, I think 460 competitors, plus a whole bunch of other people uh, at Area 2. And this last weekend, in fact, I'm still down here at Lake Havasu right now, another couple of hundred people at the matches. And I... I made a point of going around, uh, you know, both prior to the match starting as well as during the match, as well as afterwards, as well as when I was working a stage to ask as many people as possible. Uh, Sherwin very kindly came down and helped us run the match, and that gave us an extra person so we could actually engage with members. And and with without any question, I mean, the numbers were overwhelming in favor of what we are doing and, and people saying that you know, they support us and they support what we're what we're trying to do with the bylaws and they supported what we've done so far this year. Um, but we obviously want to try and, and accommodate everybody. And by talking and engaging with our members and attending matches, and I think I've been to between 14 and 20 away matches this year, uh, all the nationals, same matches that you've gone to, Jake, not as many as you, but, you know, trying to engage with people. I, uh, Ted invited me up to his match up there i walked around for an entire day talking to people and i think by doing that we we show our members that we do care what they think and we are engaging with them and you know while we can't accommodate every single person we're as i've said before we're a type people so we all have different opinions um but to generally get a feeling of, of where everybody stands and and we know that the vast majority of members are not political in nature they don't really want to get involved they just want to shoot and have fun and enjoy it and you know, we try and take that into account. So I think we are engaging and, and I definitely am getting a lot of feedback from people and the vast overwhelming majority is, is positive in what we are doing. 
And Jake, I'd like to add that um, through the graces of a, of a USPSA member, I've been using WebEx to talk to the various uh, section coordinators and all the match directors in my sections. I've gone through two out of my three sections this week. Um, they seem to be pretty happy with what we're going on with. Uh, I asked for questions or any comments about uh, the process and after I had explained to them what we were doing and people seemed pretty content with what we're doing. I think they were happy that in, in the case of these uh, match directors that I informed them what's going on and I'm keeping them in the loop. And Bruce, I know that you normally hold a meeting after your area match, but are very engaged with your section coordinators and the range masters in your areas as far as touching base with them. You've, you've been really working with those guys as well, correct? Yeah, definitely. I hold an annual meeting of all the section coordinators in Area 1 at the Area 1 match every year. We also have uh, I have periodic blast-outs where I email to all the section coordinators and or the range masters in Area 1 if there are events of interest or if I need their feedback on something that we're thinking about doing. Uh, and it's a very it's a very lively group. It's uh, as Ted says, we won't always agree on everything, but uh, it's a good, lively discussion, and it it's very helpful in informing my perspectives when we get around the board table. And sure, when you were kind of thrown into the limelight of being the acting president, um, and I'm sure that you've had a lot of engagement with membership over the last couple of weeks, months or so in this role. Um, how has that gone? It's uh, gone very well. Uh, everybody has been very supportive. Uh, I can't even begin to say the number of people that have come and said, you know, thank you for taking over. Uh, anything that you need me to do, let me know and we'll help you out. And that fact alone has made it uh, easy to step into the role there are a lot of things I didn't know ahead of time, so I'm learning as we go, and that's one of the reasons that I want to talk to as many people as I can. I was able to talk to a lot of people at Nationals, uh, covered a lot of of uh, ground, uh, basically spent most of the time just visiting with people, trying to uh, get their opinions. Uh, was able to do the same thing at Area 2 and a couple other matches since that. So... I've been really trying to uh, be available. Uh, a lot of people at award ceremonies have, uh, you know, pulled me off to the side and, and uh, we visited very well. And I, again, as uh, Layton said, the support for what we're trying to do is uh, overwhelming and uh, gives us a little bit of uh, idea where everybody's, wants us to go and how we can tweak things as we're working on it. And I, I think, uh, I, I know I've given you a hard time because I look at my role, first of all, as a member of the organization before I look at it as an employee. And, and we've had some conversations about uh, the directions and, and some of the things that we've discussed outside of the meetings, just like I would with my area director and, and you as the, as the president of the organization. I have approached you about some of these things as well. And uh, and the conversations that I've had with the other area directors that aren't on this have all been about the same. It, as a member of the organization, let's talk about where we're going. And it has been very well received by those guys, not, not because I'm an employee of the org, but because I am a member of the org first. Um, and it's been very welcoming to uh, – 
to have those conversations, um, especially when the eight of you guys and plus Sherwin as the president are bringing in experience and conversations from all over the country with people. Um, there, there's a reason why the, the meetings have lasted two hours and three hours is because it is a lot of discussion and it may not come across in the minutes, but there's a lot of discussion that's been taking place. From that, uh, we're recording this the night before we have uh, another meeting tomorrow night. Um, and uh, let's let's talk about the topics that are going to be going on tomorrow night. Well, we're going to we're going to submit our timeline for the election for section or for chapter six of the section six of the bylaws. Uh, we should have a pretty much I'm not going to say final version of, of section of article six, but it's going to be pretty close. And that's what we're going to submit tomorrow. And from there, I believe the other thing that we were going to go back and review was some of the stuff that uh, Bruce, you and your group, which is with uh, it's Rick Steele and um, Lee Cabana are also on your group. Yeah, we're working on uh, Section 7, which is the roles of the corporate officers, the president, the vice president, and the corporate secretary. We had a several-hour-long discussion last week uh, with a lot of input from all nine people around the table, and uh, Lee is working to integrate that feedback into sort of a refresh for tomorrow night. Well, I think we're kind of getting close to the end of this first podcast that we've done, um, covering some of the minutes, talking a little bit more in depth. Uh, about some of the stuff. What else would you guys like to go over real quick before we sign off and then uh, we wrap up, you know, this podcast and then we can uh, take some of the information from tomorrow night and do another one later on. You know, Jake, I wanted to say something. You brought up a, a really good point here a second ago. You said that, you know, you're a member and, and I want to emphasize I'm a member as well. I've been a member for 27, I think years. Um, this is my game. This is why, this is, this is what I've devoted an enormous amount of my life to. I've traveled all over the country. I've represented the United States. Probably my, my favorite moment ever in, in my shooting career has been representing the U.S. In, in the world shoots. And long before I became an area director, I was extremely passionate about USPSA and about the members and about shooting and, and all the things. And, and as an area director, I never forget that. And every time I talk to people, I never forget that. And I, I thank you for reminding us that we're all members first and area directors and administrators after that. And, and I guess that's the thing. If somebody comes up and asks me, you know, why do I do this? I do this because of my love for the game, not because, you know, we certainly don't make any money out of this. And there's not a whole lot of fun in being an area director. It's mostly about, you know, what can we do to make us, our sport better? And it is our sport. And, and that's where we come from, not from a position of, well, we're in charge or anything like that. It's, it's a member's game. And, out of the 35,000 members, I know there's only a couple of thousand that bother to vote, but we appreciate each one of those votes and we'll keep doing what we're doing. Sherwin, I think you were about ready to add something. Uh, yes. I, you know, you mentioned uh, trying to get more information out there. And uh, one of the things that we did uh, was the live streaming of the members meeting at Nationals. And uh, I was very pleased with how that went pleased with the participation and uh, how many people viewed it online. So that's something that uh, we want to keep up and I want to make sure everybody's aware that uh, we intend to do that at every nationals, 
both in person and live stream. Yeah, that was the uh, the first time of really being able to give access to the members that aren't at nationals. Um, the the current bylaws state that we are supposed to have an annual meeting at a nationals event. And actually, I think it just reads at nationals. Um, and with the way the schedule has gone, we have multiple nationals that kind of spread out between World Speed Shooting Championship, multi-gun nationals, and how we split out the uh, the eight divisions. So um, we do have that scheduled for next year in 2022 uh, to, to do the live streaming for those events and to have it at the World Speed Shooting Championship, which is what's going to kick off the first event in 2022. I just wanted to point out that, you know, this is our organization as a group and we are your area directors. So, you know, we are accessible by, you can log into USPSA.org. You can see who your area director is and write us. Um, we do want to hear from you. I enjoy hearing from members and, uh, I hope to see you either by email, telephone call or on the range. Bruce, was there anything you would like to add? No, I think that's it. I mean, as Leighton says, we're in this because we love the game. I'm, I'm never going to be a top level competitor. My knees and my eyesight and my motor skills won't support it, but I love the game. I love the people. We wouldn't be doing this if we didn't want to make sure that, that the game, uh, survives for a long time and and is uh, good and fair and fun and safe. To find out more about USPSA and Steel Challenge, visit uspsa.org or scsa.org. Download the USPSA and SCSA mobile apps available in your app store. Check out the nroi.org podcast available on your favorite podcast platform. All rights for this podcast are reserved. No portion of this podcast may be used or redistributed without written permission from the USPSA president. Rules and bylaw discussions on this podcast do not constitute official rulings or bylaw change. Discussions on this podcast are meant to inform and educate. If you have questions or want to reach out to your area director or USPSA office staff, visit uspsa.org contact.